Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will gonna all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And I'm Elise Morales. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Brian. Hey, Lise. How are you? How are you? Good. good. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about this the other day with someone, how we just really need to come up with a new greeting. I know. I know. Because it's also also weird. Like, I feel like now every email I have to send, because I'm, like, still in the process of planning my wedding and all that stuff, like, all these people, I have to, like, Every email I have, you have to find a new way to kind of address coronavirus. So you have to be like, hope you're staying safe or like, yeah. hope your quarantine is good or I know. whatever. Like, I- given the times, it's, <laughs> like, it's just so tough. Well, the funny thing is, is like, it's also, it's like, you never know when people are also going to be like, oh, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Like, I, why can't we just go outside? And you're, I'm always like, well, like, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Let's okay now. Uh, how much are the flowers? Um, <laughs> yeah, I always go with. I always go with like. I hope you're doing well. It seems broad, and it kind of applies to the situation. Yeah, yeah. That's like. Hope you're well. Sometimes I'll do like stay safe and stay sane or whatever. Like something yeah. cute. Depending on who I'm talking to, I'll do yeah. something cutesy like that. But it has been funny, like to try to negotiate normal things like wedding planning with all of this and like Mm -hmm. now all of our conversations with all these people have changed and we have to like we have to like go back to all of our other vendors and be like can you change our contract so that there's COVID-19 stuff in it yeah everyone's freaking out and we have to make sure all future ones have it in there it's just wild I mean we're hopefully by next you're gonna you're, you're planning on getting married next summer yeah, it's not till August of 2021, so my hope is that mm-hmm. we will be able to have something resembling a normal wedding. I mean, I'm at this point, I'm planning for it to be impacted in some way, whether it be that it has to be smaller than it when we would normally do, or there have to be like some kind of other precautions of some kind that are taken. I don't really know, but um, you could make the the, like the table gifts, hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah hand sanitizer at <laughs> the table. I mean, I do feel that it's like we were, well, we were talking to our, our like coordinator, our wedding planner, and she was like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of changes around like how buffets and past food and all of that stuff is done. So, you know, we'll just figure it out as it goes along. But like, Lean cuisine, dinner meals for everyone, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get to unwrap your own plastic. Exactly. Everyone's going to get, like, a frozen, like, face <laughs> meal. Yeah. 
And then we'll do dip and dots at the end. I mean, as long as the bar is open, I don't care. Yeah, that's the main <laughs> thing. I'm just like, whatever, we'll get them drunk and then be good. Um, yeah. Can we jump into the main news? Yeah. All right. Today is Thursday, May 14th. The day before my 30th birthday, it just so happens in oh. case anyone was interested in that information. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was waiting for you to say something. When was I going to bring it up? <laughs> I, 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 I waited five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today is Thursday, May 14th. As of today, more than 84,000 Americans have reportedly died after contracting coronavirus. Yet, Wisconsin's Supreme Court... It's over it. You know what? It, it, Wisconsin's ready to rock. Wisconsin's ready to reopen, according to the Supreme Court. Because yesterday, the conservative-led court struck down Democratic Governor Tony Evers' stay-at-home order. So this is the same Supreme Court that a couple weeks ago, a month ago, however long, ruled that Wisconsin couldn't postpone its primary. That ended up backfiring, and they ended up getting another Democrat added to said Supreme Court, but it's uh-huh. still conservative. And they were able to reject Evers' stay-at-home order. They said that it's illegal because he didn't go through the legislature, which the legislature is the Republican legislature that refuses to work with him in the global... In the like, There's literally a health crisis, and they refuse to work with him. So there's yeah. no way to go through the legislature um so basically evers was attempting to extend the state's stay-at-home order through may 26th so literally just like another week (laughs) maybe no um the republican state lawmakers sued evers after his announcement And uh, they also sued his health secretary, claiming that they can't use emergency powers throughout the entire pandemic. So you can't use your emergency powers for the for the length of the emergency. I guess (laughs) is the argument. And then the state Supreme Court determined that Wisconsin's top health official hadn't gone through the right process to extend the order. So they sided with the Republicans. Uh, And then. Some of the justices, as this court, like, as this case was proceeding, even, like, chimed in about the orders themselves and the restrictions themselves, even though they're only supposed to rule on a legal basis. So they would just make, like, inappropriate comments about, like, how they don't like staying at home. <laughs> I'm sorry you hate your wife. I know. Like, stay the fuck home. Like, yeah. it's, it's not I mean, my, it's my really problem. Crazy. And again, it goes back to the people where it's like, I can't get a haircut. And it's like, yeah, I would have loved, I, every year on my birthday, I get a haircut Mm -hmm. and it's part of my thing. And I get myself a fancy haircut. Mm -hmm. Look how long this hair is. I know. I have no idea how to style my hair, guys. I have no No. idea what to do. I'm in such an awkward spot right now. I don't know what to do. Um, So immediately after the ruling... With no statewide guidance on what to do, some bars just opened up. Mm -hmm. Um, And wouldn't you know it, patrons flooded the bars uh, and few were wearing masks. So Wisconsin has about 10,000 confirmed cases of the virus and 421 deaths. Who knows how these numbers will now change. Um, Ever said after the decision was announced, 
Just because the Supreme Court says it's okay to open doesn't mean that science does. So it's, it's we're this is like a um I feel like a like you know the issue with climate science like is happening with coronavirus, but like because yeah. it's we can see the repercussions so much quicker, it's more like effective. You know what I mean? In terms I, of like one hundred percent because so and I'm sorry if you just heard that weird sound. That was my um my Amazon uh, return claim coming back. So, oh, congratulations. <laughs> so I've been running in the back. Um, Amazon's going <laughs> to honor my return. So in case anyone was wondering about that emergency, mm-hmm. that's going great. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I do, I do get what you're saying is that like, this is kind of, this is kind of the result of a long campaign by Republicans to make their base not really believe in science. And then here we are, sort of a very scientifically based public health emergency, and none of these people are believing the science, and now they're flooding the bars. And, like, people are going to get coronavirus because they went to a bar yesterday as soon as the Supreme Court opened this up. Like, that is going to happen. There is going to be some... some People are going to get sick because of this happening. Um, It happens I will say... Yeah. I will say that the one thing that I'm seeing in the story that I find a benefit is that they were able to, that Wisconsin elected a democratic mm-hmm. Supreme court justice where Wisconsin is going to be one of those really important States in November. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I can't stop like doing the math for um two seventy to two seventy or two eighty, whatever whichever it's it is. Oh, so, it's it's two seventy and it's so it's I mean, the margins are razor thin and the and whether or not Wisconsin holds a free and fair election and actually free and fair election has such huge consequences. And I don't see any evidence that they're going to. I know. Like Wisconsin is gonna make these people come out in a pandemic to cast their vote if they want to vote against Donald Trump. That's what's going to happen. I mean, if they want to vote for him too, but like they, they are going to move forward on putting all of the citizens of Wisconsin at risk to score political points. I mean, they've done. Yeah. It's crazy. Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, you know, those are the, those are the places we're looking at. Pennsylvania, uh, but I think yeah. Joe's strong in Pennsylvania because he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so. if Joe gets Pennsylvania, he need he needs to get Pennsylvania, and then he need he needs to get like either Arizona or yeah, and Michigan. One of the purple ones. But I- if he gets Florida, then he's he's in a, like a really really great spot. Okay. How? Uh, whatever. We'll we'll talk about that at another <laughs> point. I'm like, does Florida like him? How does Florida feel about Joe? Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. 
And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Um, okay, so another news that will surprise approximately no one. The president also spent some time yesterday disputing science and his own public health experts. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Dr. Anthony Fauci and other top doctors testified before Congress about what it will take to reopen the U.S. economy. And in one testy exchange, Republican Senator Rand Paul, a.k.a. the one who had coronavirus and went to the Senate gym, uh, pushed Fauci to explain why schools can't open, then told Fauci he has no business chiming in anyways. He's just, like, the top health expert. In yeah, the it's like, oh, he's just the person who literally every single American is looking to for the, like, word on what this is. But, yeah, he has no business chiming in. If one okay. person had a business chiming in, it's fucking him, you idiot. Um, and so in his answer, in, in Fauci's answer, he said, we should be careful about assuming children are not at risk because there is emerging evidence that the virus can actually have a very dangerous impact on young children, raising questions about the safety of schools in the fall. Um, Fauci declined to say for sure whether schools could or should open. Trump apparently did not like that. Um, he said yesterday uh, to me, it's not an acceptable answer. Um, okay. he, he would rather you. He would rather give a non-farcical date and then have to continuously push it back. Yes, that's um, exa- that's exactly like Trump. Just doesn't. Trump just wants to give the best news he can in the immediate term, whether it's true or not. Like, mm-hmm. and what we're literally talking about when we're talking about when to open schools is the health and safety of children. I know who we're now learning can have these really severe reactions to getting coronavirus. So it's just, mm-hmm. once again, it's so crazy. It's like, you would think we could at least decide like, you know what, for the children, we're going to do this based on science and not based on like what Trump wants to have going on when the election is happening. Yeah. 100%. I, um, Yeah. So meanwhile, Trump's own federal reserve chair, Jerome Powell said that the virus is poised to cause permanent economic damage unless Congress steps in with more stimulus. So the House has actually been trying to do this. On Tuesday, Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats unveiled a $3 trillion spending bill that includes more of those $1,200 payments. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I like that kind of the plan is just like every once in a while they might send us twelve hundred dollars, and that's like <laughs> kind, of, kind of the whole thing. And everything else is just like you know, it's not even on a schedule. It's just like whenever they can kind of like weirdly get stuff done, they'll yeah. send us $100. But that's not even a sure thing because, um, again, they would only be one-time payments. Uh, and also the Senate has like given no indication that they have any interest in any of this. Um, Senator Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders have actually rallied for a recurring $2,000 payment. Uh, but again... The Senate is controlled by Mitch McConnell, so I don't know how. And that would be monthly, right? Uh, yeah, I think, yes, a $2,000 monthly payment. Um, this bill that's coming out of the House also expands supplemental payments for dependents, so not just children, so like people who are taking care of the elderly, people who are taking care of maybe someone with like a disability that's in their family that can't take care of themselves, all of that stuff. Um, but... The spending plan would have to get through the Senate, and Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has signaled that he wants to see if the economy gets better on its own before greenlighting any more assistance. Because we know that, like, the economy, sometimes it just gets better on its own. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it'll just handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, I think that was the reaction to the Great Depression, right? They're like, oh, let's just let, let's just see what happens, not do anything, and it'll get better on its own. Yeah, like. That was sarcasm, sorry. I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and like, just as a reminder, 33 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits in the past two months and 40% who lost their job in March lived in households that bring in $40,000 a year or less. So this is extremely devastating to people. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that statistic really, really hurts my heart and brain you know 40 like like just want to reiterate that 40 percent of the people who lost their jobs in march live in households that bring in forty thousand dollars a year or less forty thousand that is a in, in, i mean we there have been a lot of statistics floating around for a long time about how most americans couldn't handle taking like a one thousand dollar hit like it would devastate them yeah this is like taking a $1,000 hit every single week because you have no fucking job. Yeah. You know? And then that's not even to talk about we're now getting, we're now getting into an even greater healthcare crisis because so many people have lost their health insurance because mm -hmm. they were getting it through their job, which is exactly what the Medicare for all people have been saying all along, which is like when your employment is tied to your healthcare, then when you lose employment, you lose healthcare. That's not fucking good. No. <gasps> In other news, a House committee is hearing public testimony from Rick Bright, the former head of the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA. BARDA. <laughs> this is basically the group in charge of figuring out medical solutions to issues like this pandemic. So, he submitted a whistleblower report claiming he was fired from his position after raising the alarm about overprescription of hydroxychloroquine, mm -hmm. which at the time showed limited effectiveness and urged the government to focus on scientifically vetted treatments. Um, as opposed to, because so basically, we all remember Trump pushing in Fox News pushing pushing hydroxychloroquine. Um, and then there was no scientific basis behind it. And so this guy was saying, Hey, there's no scientific basis. We shouldn't be doing this. The government should focus on things that 
are scientifically vetted. Yes. So now he was he was basically he was fired for that, and now he's asking to be reinstated. The Office of Special Counsel reportedly found reason to believe his ouster was retaliatory. Um, Bright says he was removed from his post because he resisted efforts to promote and enable broad access to an unproven drug, the chloroquine, to the American people without transparent information on the potential health risks. Yeah, and he actually has been... um... Like, he's been trying to sound the alarm for a long time behind the scenes within the Trump administration. He was raising alarms basically the entire time that Trump was praising potential treatments on TV daily. Um, all this stuff during that time where, you know, if you listen to our intro, where mm-hmm. Trump is saying, like, it's, you know, it's not a big deal, et cetera, et cetera. This guy was behind the scenes trying to tell them, like, we need to be upping our production of masks like we need to be looking at potential treatments all of that stuff for a long time so that's also going to be part of his testimony um he's uh, he's been testifying today since about 10 a.m and he's already been spilling major tea about the coronavirus (laughs) response Uh, he says that he repeatedly warned administration officials that the u.s and its stockpiles last lacked critical PPE supplies. So again, like mass testing materials, we're actually seeing a huge issue where they don't have like literally have the swab that they need to do the coronavirus test once. So it's like we have the test, but we don't have the swabs, stuff like that. Um, Bright also said that last week, the administration turned down good offers to produce 1.7 million N95 masks every week. So he was trying to organize some kind of connection between them and like a mask making business turned it down. And Bright also said that even when there is a vaccine, we will need to make sure we have the supplies ready to distribute it on a massive scale. Otherwise we're just going to end up with what we saw with testing, which is that we've got huge shortages in supplies like the swabs and those pipettes and things mm-hmm. that we need to administer the test. So we can't get it to people, which has been my fear about the vaccine the whole time is like, we're going to make it. And then the actual implementation of getting it into every hospital and getting every American vaccinated is going to be some huge clusterfuck. It's going to be the same thing that we saw happening with the tests at first in America is, you know, only the rich and powerful are going to be able to get the vaccines unless they are able to widely make it a broad administration. Um, Kind of going back to this and also the um, Senate uh, the Congress hearing with the Dr. Fauci, um, Mitt Romney really like blasted them, which was great. I don't know if you saw that. He's talked about how because they have been talking about like now they're trying to say like we have done this many tests. It's amazing we've done this many tests, and they're trying to like say how great they're doing. And Mitt Romney was like, I need to point out the fact that you know we should have had this amount of testing done in the first two weeks in March. Yeah, because they keep comparing ourselves to South Korea, and it's like, um, well, South Korea did all those tests in two weeks, and they were able to stop the spread of the virus. I mean, Wuhan, China just had six new cases, and now the Chinese government is mobilizing to test all 11 million residents in Wuhan. So it's just absurd that Trump wants to pretend like we're 
like anywhere near the level of testing that we need to have. Um, and Bright actually said, this is like the big quote that's been floating around all day. <laughs> I feel like every day there's a new like terrifying doomsday quote, but in his prepared remarks that like leaked this morning, and then I'm sure he's given them at this point, he said that 2020 could see the darkest winter in modern history. Oh, God. Get our shit together. Sounds like the White Walkers are coming. I literally, that's what I was saying in the newsletter. It's like, it, it sounds, that sounds like a Game of Thrones quote. Uh-huh. Like, we're finally getting the Game of Thrones finale that we always wanted. It's just our real lives. Oh, I know. And uh, too bad Elizabeth Warren can't burn everything down. No, no, <laughs> no. That's what Harry's I was hoping out for. Out of the race. So, yeah, it's just really crazy, but um, I'm sure more is going to be coming from this Rick Bright guy, and I'm honestly interested to see. I'm sure at this point Trump is probably just pretending he has no idea who Rick Bright is and doing that, but we know how how well he takes to whistleblowers, so I'm interested yeah. to see what he how he decides to come for this guy moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I mean, I've been having like a, you know, an interesting week with trying to be like feel good <laughs> yeah trying to feel something good again <laughs> you know like i was starting to feel like like more acceptance in terms of the, the coronavirus stuff and now i'm just like feeling less acceptance when it comes to like you know the corruption and uh the ineptitude yeah. of the, the of the government but yeah. you know i just had like yesterday I just felt exhausted. You know what? It, I feel like a lot of people have been talking about this, but it's just like it swings so much from day to day. Like Monday, I was going, I was doing a lot of stuff, whatever. And then yesterday, I crashed hard mm-hmm. in the middle of the day and slept for like five hours, fucked my sleep schedule all up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's nothing I, I, I like. As I was taking the nap, I was like, this is a bad idea and I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that before. I've had that happen before. I, ha- I watched like a Taylor Swift documentary for the third time mm-hmm. at, like yesterday. And I was like, I just need to like cry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that probably brings us to the end. So guys, until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Corona Cast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The SUP is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.